Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, of course, we're still dealing with COVID-19, luckily at lower levels than what we saw a couple of months ago, but it's still around. And flu season is starting to kick in. So to talk more about both, let's check in with Dr. William Schaffner, Medical Director for the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases. Dr. Schaffner, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us. And let me start with a basic question that I think a lot of people still have. Can you explain the difference in protection that one receives from the COVID-19 vaccines compared to the protection they get from natural immunity if they've been infected with the virus? Sure, because it's clear that if you've acquired your protection from the natural infection from the virus, if you've recovered from the illness, you do have some protection going forward. We don't know for how long it will last. Now, in contrast, if you get the vaccine, you will get much higher levels of antibody than you will after the natural infection. And those higher levels of antibody are associated with, we think, a longer duration of protection as well as better protection against some of the variant, those variant COVID viruses. So even though you've recovered from infection, the current recommendation is you should still get vaccinated. Is there a reason the vaccines lead to a higher antibody response than natural infection? Well, I'm sure there is, and I'm also sure we don't know exactly why, except these vaccines have been tailored exquisitely to prevent infection with these COVID viruses. They actually blunt the capacity of the virus to insert itself in our cells and multiply. And if you can keep the virus out, obviously you won't get sick. In terms of reinfection, does that mean because the antibody response is higher from the vaccines as opposed to natural infection, that those who haven't been vaccinated have a higher risk for reinfection? It it has not been precisely determined, but the inference is from the higher levels of antibody that you will have more sustained uh, protection, particularly against severe disease that requires hospitalization. And then another issue I want to try to clear up, the purpose of these COVID-19 vaccines. Is it to prevent transmission of the virus and infections or is it more to limit the likelihood that an infection becomes severe and leads to hospitalization or death? Because with the breakthrough cases some people are experiencing or hearing about, there seems to be a bit of confusion on this. Well, we have to remember, when these vaccines were introduced, there were well over a thousand, sometimes as many as 2,000 people dying in the United States each year. So the goal of the vaccines was to keep us from getting severe disease, keeping us out of the hospital, keeping us from dying. Now, 
it was later discovered that they do also suppress the capacity to have milder infections, but they're not as good at, at protecting against milder infections. But nonetheless, except in some people who are older, have underlying illnesses, they're still very, very good at keeping us out of the hospital with severe disease. I'm joined right now by Dr. William Schaffner, Medical Director for the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases. These booster shots that many Americans are getting right now, what are they supposed to be doing and what do we know about their effectiveness? Well, what we do know is that there are some people, again, older people, people with underlying illnesses, whose protection against severe disease, at least in some studies, is starting to wane. And in anticipation of that, and to get those people back up to the higher levels of protection, boosters have been recommended. Whether the boosters will also give us a bonus of protecting against milder infections is less certain, although there are some modest data to suggest we'll get some benefit in that regard also. All right, now let's talk a little bit about flu season. Last year, we really didn't have much of a flu season at all, likely because of all the measures that everyone was taking due to COVID-19. What are we expecting when it comes to the flu this year? (laughs) Yeah, Ryan, this is one of my favorite topics, as you know, flu. Well, last year, because we all stayed home, didn't go to work, wore our masks, social distancing, and the kids weren't in school, well, we had almost no influenza. It was amazing. But we're reversing all those. You notice all the kids are back in school. A lot of people have taken off their masks. We're going back to work. We're out in the world much more. And so we anticipate that flu will be back. I cannot tell you whether it'll be mild, moderate, or severe, but it will be back, which means we're warning people uh, about this second nasty respiratory virus, and it's flu vaccination season. Yes, it's another vaccine, and we should get our annual flu vaccine. The recommendations are simple. If you're older than six months of age, you should get your annual flu vaccination yesterday or today or tomorrow. When it comes to the timing of getting these shots, you have, again, a lot of Americans getting the COVID-19 booster shots. You have these flu shots now available. Is there anything we need to know about when we should get them, whether we should get one over the other or how we should space them out? What do we know about that? (laughs) From a biological point of view, there's You can get them in any sequence, at any interval. In fact, you can even get them simultaneously, one in one arm and one in the other. The side effects don't sum. They don't add to each other, in other words. But if I had them done simultaneously, I could predict that the next day I'll have a couple of sore arms. (laughs) So as I joke, I wouldn't enter a weightlifting contest that next day. Uh, You'd want to plan something to take it a little easy. But other than that, you can get them in any sequence. When I'm asked which is the most urgent, the answer is clearly COVID because that's being transmitted in our communities right now. Flu is on the horizon, 
but really hasn't started to heat up in any place in the United States yet. I'm joined right now by Dr. William Schaffner, Medical Director for the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases. Once you get a flu shot, how long until that really starts to kick in? We learned a lot about this during the course of this pandemic with the COVID-19 vaccines and that time period after you get one before you're fully protected. What is it like for flu shots? Well, it's the same for flu vaccine and indeed any vaccine. It will take 10 days to two weeks in a gradual fashion for your protection to build up to the maximum. So uh, get it before flu is in your community. We were just talking about the safety and efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccines. What can you tell us about these flu vaccines? What what types of vaccines are they and, and how safe and effective are they? Well, there's a whole bunch of flu vaccines out there. This year, fortunately, they are all what we call quadrivalent. In other words, it's a bit of a shotgun. Each vaccine will protect against four different strains of the influenza virus because we know different strains are dominant at different times. So we don't do a rifle, we do a shotgun approach. These are good vaccines, but not perfect vaccines. Each year, their effectiveness varies. It's always better in young, strong people who have strong immune systems, and they do less well actually in the population that we would like to protect most, namely senior citizens. Uh, But nonetheless, their effectiveness ranges from 30 to 70 percent, depending upon the year and the group that we're looking at. And I emphasize Uh, Even if you get the vaccine and subsequently get flu, you are much less likely to have severe disease. You'll be have a milder infection, less likely to require hospitalization and intensive care unit admission. And frankly, you're much less likely to die. So although it's not a perfect vaccine, it's the very best that modern science can produce this year. And as that old French philosopher Voltaire admonished us, waiting for perfection is the great enemy of the current good. And these are pretty good vaccines that we ought to use to protect ourselves and those around us because you're less likely to spread the virus to your Aunt Susie, who's got diabetes, and she may get very sick. Nobody wants to be a dreaded spreader. Dr. William Schaffner, Medical Director for the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases with information on the flu shots and the COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Schaffner, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks very much, Ryan. And I hope everyone stays healthy over this winter. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.